This is The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. Hello again, everyone. You're listening to another episode of Executive Platforms Blueprint Podcast Series. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm Head of Content and Research. Uh, my guest today is Brooke Cody of Elemental Machines, and we're going to have a conversation about uh, quality, uh, asset management, uh, a few other things. I'm really excited for this one. Brooke, thank you so much for joining me today. Jeff, thank you so much for having me here. I'm super excited, too. When I hear people talking about data, a lot of the time my mind goes to uh, the manufacturing systems and, and processes we've had at other events. Life sciences tends to be a little different. Pharmaceuticals tends to be a little different. I mean, obviously, there's a compliance factor to it. And in those conversations about data, of course, this is a, a life sciences audience. These are pharmaceutical executives. Yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces there. What mostly are they focusing on? Yeah, so with the data connectivity, they're focusing on many different aspects of the lab and manufacturing. But what the issue is, is that there's many different data silos. So they're having all of this information in many different places. So with the right platform, they're able to see everything in one place to make their outcomes more efficient, more productive going forward through their manufacturing processes. Do you think this trend towards getting a hold of data is being driven by how the last couple of years have changed how the industry works? Uh, a lot of disruption happened. People were working remotely. Is that part of the story? Absolutely, especially back in 2020 when everyone went remote and now we're looking at a lot of hybrid work environments. Having your data at the tip of your fingertips and being able to see it wherever you are and you don't have to be in the lab or in the office is extremely important to be able to connect everybody and making sure that you're having all of your compliance under control, filling you know those CFR Part 11 compliant re requirements. Now, of course, we have been talking about data as a tool for compliance, but there's also uh, visibility on what your equipment is doing. And I know that's a big part of quality as well, the, the asset management piece. Could you speak to that? Absolutely. Um, one of my biggest phrases is, if you don't schedule maintenance for your equipment, it'll schedule it for you. And as we all know, no one wants downtime in the lab. So if you can have asset management devices and have utilization shown on how much your equipment is being used, that can be huge in making sure there's no downtime in your lab so that you can have better processes and, and get to your end goal faster. You know, we're sort of doing broad strokes here. I would love an example, something concrete that uh, listeners can sort of focus on. What are they using these new tools for? These new tools for asset management are being used for not only predictive maintenance, but to find ways to save money around the lab. There's so much money being wasted that if you can have a device such as our Element U for utilization at Elemental Machines, you can predict when things are going to fail so you don't have downtime. An example of this is at a lab recently right in the Boston, Cambridge area, we put 30 Element U devices on 30 different pieces of equipment around the lab for just 30 days, and we're able to save that lab over $40,000. We were able to cancel some preventative maintenances on these devices. We were able to retire some equipment and sell it off to surplus companies so that we can have that real estate open for other pieces of equipment that really need to be used. And with all of this asset management brings quality. You know, if you have good running equipment because you can see exactly how many hours a day it's being used, then you know what may need actually preventative maintenance sooner than what your SOPs may be calling for. Now, I am pretty confident I know why data is important, but I bet you in life sciences there's, there's an added step there. Talk to me about why data is important in the pharmaceutical space and maybe if they are changing what they're doing with data, why now? 
data is extremely important in manufacturing. They are already collecting a lot of data. The issue is that it's in a lot of different places. So if these manufacturing companies can have a platform that collects all the data in one place, it can make their processes much more efficient so that they can reach their goals much faster. I was having a conversation with someone earlier today who said a lot of companies have looked at the last couple of years of disruption as an opportunity to invest in new technologies, automation, getting things straight during a time of turmoil anyway. Has that been your experience in some of the conversations you're having? Yes, the pandemic has definitely accelerated people investing money into different systems. Uh, many companies had joined Elemental Machines because they can look at all of their assets remotely from being at home rather than having to be in the lab to track their freezers, their incubators, and other pieces of equipment that are uh, holding a lot of money worth of research in them. Now, the data that is being pooled and collected and, and looked at, does that also inform compliance? Because, of course, regulators could come in and, and look at this information. Absolutely. Most people can have CFR Part 11 compliant reports that are coming with this data, so it's automating many processes for them so that they're not handwriting stuff and then double checking it. If it's all in CFR Part 11 compliant reporting for most systems, then that's only going to make their life easier for audits. Now, I know asset management and asset lifecycle management is a, a big part of what your group does. Um, could you speak to that a little bit for people who might be thinking, well, it's just tracking uh, product through a line? It's not. You're, you're looking at the equipment as well. Asset management and the life cycle of every piece of equipment in the lab is extremely important. I don't think that it was prioritized until just the past couple of years. And with that, they can see and predict if equipment isn't running properly. Because if equipment's not running properly, then your research isn't going through properly as well. So it's definitely an up and coming topic and it will be normalized sooner than later that asset management in tracking every piece of equipment in the lab is very important for quality and compliance issues. You know, when a pharmaceutical company is getting serious about automation and, and asset lifecycle management and, and having the machines talk to each other in real time and, and tracking all that data and bringing it all together, I sort of think of that as a little overwhelming. I mean, there's a lot of options out there maybe. Uh, what pros and cons? How do you decide which service or solution provider to go with? What are some things they should keep in mind? It's very important to do your due diligence when looking for the right asset management and monitoring company. There are a handful out there, but it's really important that these manufacturing companies are working with people in the biotech space that are putting their time and efforts into making sure that their CFR Part 11 reporting will not only benefit, but make the lab managers' lives easier in the labs. If the FDA shows up right now, they can run those reports right now. You don't want to be scrambling if the FDA comes today, tomorrow, or wherever the case may be. When I imagine facilities upgrading to have this capability, I mean, it's, it's batch manufacturing or process manufacturing. Those machines run 24-7, 365 if they can. Mm -hmm. What does actually installing this stuff look like? What is the rollout? How do you help companies gain these capabilities without asking them to switch everything off? With our device, it's very simple. It takes about 20 to 30 seconds to put on a device on each piece of equipment, and then you're ready to roll. So this really is talking about the industrial internet of things, where it's uh, machines talking to each other about what's going on with them, which frees their human operators to troubleshoot based on information that's coming in. It's not just about data collection for data collection's sake. You're making actionable content here. Yeah, we want to collect data, but we also want to make it very simple for folks. So if we can go in and just have a device, then their IT team isn't bombarded with 
whitelisting all these Wi-Fi addresses. They go in, they set up 100 devices, they set up 1,000 devices, 20 seconds of device, you're in and out, you're not unplugging any machines, there's no downtime, you're not ruining any runs that may be going on to pause. You can just keep moving forward with these IoT devices, and that's really the way of the future in the laboratories. You know, I don't actually get to say this all this often on, on this podcast show, but that actually kind of sounds too good to be true. When you're having conversations with actual pharmaceutical executives and they say, that sounds really, really good, what's the catch? What, what would your answer to that be? I love that. It does sound too good to be true, but it's not. It's, this is the way of the future. This is lab of the future. As you know, one of the talks this week was based on lab of the future with the hybrid approaches. You can't have people in the labs spending hours and hours installing devices. If you need a couple more devices, you should be able to just open the box and have them set up in less than a minute. You shouldn't have to pay for installation every time you have one or two more devices. So, you know, it's the iPhone version of laboratories, you know, before it was the flip phone version. So it's as good as it sounds. So this is something an existing staff member can be you know, trained in a day. This is how you connect this machine into the larger IIoT network. You don't need a specialist. You don't need someone from Elemental Machines to come in every two weeks and upgrade things. This system is plug and play. Many people will have an installation tech come for the first big rollout, but after that, they'll be good to do it on their own. It's super simple to use. You know, I do love talking about the geeky techie stuff, but I, I know we've covered a lot of ground in this conversation. Um, let's, let's just gather ourselves here, and as we come towards the end of the episode, you know, what are two or three things you want people to think about further as they're thinking about building automation and, and data collection tools, uh, asset management tools into their facilities? It's extremely important that the industry continues to keep moving forward as they are so that we can collect more data, have more predictable outcomes, and with that, you know, bring products to market that will help save patients' lives. Yeah, I think people who have been listening to this probably are going to have questions. And as you mentioned, you know, Elemental Machines is one of the few outfits out there that can do this kind of visibility tool in a life sciences space. If they want to pick your brain or, or ask a few questions, what's the best way to get in touch? If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can go to our website, elementalmachines.com. There's call to actions to request a demo to have us contact you. Or you can reach out to me directly at brooke at elementalmachines.com. And that's B-R-O-O-K-E at elementalmachines with an S dot com. I have visited that website. I think it's a tremendous resource, but uh, so are you. I, I hope people do reach out by email if they've got any questions about this. I think it's uh, an exciting topic. It's a growing issue in the industry, and uh, you seem to be a great person to talk to about it. I've certainly enjoyed this conversation. Thank you again so much for your time, Brooke. Jeff, it has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me today. You've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint podcast series. I've been Jeff Mix. Let's do it again soon. 